Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Okay, welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast. We are season two, episode seven. I got that right. I had to ask Lucy before we jumped on. Amazing. We've done so many podcasts and I'm so proud of that. We're so proud of that. Um, we've got the famous Romy. Romy. <laughs> She's with us today. We've got all our babies here. And about Romy, when I open my phone up. So Romy is a daughter, sister, wife, and mother to three beautiful children, aged seven, three, and three months. She's a crafts, craftswoman by trade and advocate for beauty as a form of self-love in all aspects of life. The birth of her third baby at home in water with her family and midwives as witnesses only after two caesareans has been one of her biggest revolutions and has given her more than she could have ever imagined. And I'm so, so, so excited to hear your story, Romy. Welcome. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> You guys oh, are doing amazing. It's so good. <laughs> We've been wanting you on this for so long and we're like, water. she's here. Yeah, this story is so epic and I feel like, um, yeah, I've been, I've known Romy since Noah was nine months old. So I have literally witnessed this whole story unfold for many, many years from the birth of her first baby to the, this last baby. So it's um, such an honour to have you on here and to hear your story because this story is like oh my gosh like goosebumps like <laughs> it's just so special and we're so psyched that <laughs> you got this birth like you put so much hard work in and mm. um and you're also like such a prominent like I feel anyway um figure in our community as well like I've been oh. like you well, you are like I've been really watching your journey with like mm. um the the beauty stuff and the self-care and I'm like it, it's been really inspirational watching you and like just network and be you're so fierce and strong but then like so beautiful and soft and open and you share a lot of your life and I really see you in that and oh, appreciate it like <laughs> I know well we always cry on this podcast I know but it's like minute three <laughs> and I'm already like um but this story in particular I'm like so excited to have as one of our episodes on this podcast because it just shows women like what is possible I think like that um you know you're allowed to do whatever you want like you know like I think we feel like at a certain point we have no options in birth um mm. but really you get to do whatever you want it's your birth it's your body it's your baby and you so um beautifully just 
yeah, worked towards this and um, I'm just so pumped to have this story out there for other women to tune into and know that, yeah, this kind of birth is possible. You know, mm. you've got options. You've got options of, like, of whatever your history is, whatever place you're in, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll hand it over to you now, babe. And if you want to just start, I guess, um, take us back to your first pregnancy and birth and where it all began for you um, becoming a mama. Yeah. Okay. So um, oh, I'm so excited. Uh, like I'm just having to go back through like all of my, you know, memory files kind of a thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the my first pregnancy with my son, who is now seven, almost eight, um, like it was a beautiful pregnancy. Everything was absolutely okay. And he was, a wanted baby you know when you kind of you don't necessarily like oh okay now we're just gonna have a baby but you open the portal to that mm. to just happen now it happened you know very quickly and um everything was great and I went through the mainstream of you know um hospital care um I was very excited and you know everything was as I say looking okay and um by the time that I went into labor it was actually there were like I can't remember I think I did go and get myself like oh my waters broke okay so that was the thing mm. and how my many weeks broke, were you like 40 or something like pretty yeah. pretty much like spot on so my waters broke um on a morning and you know all excited and Dom was like oh did you just like you know with the bed kind of a thing and so, <laughs> no. like we're having a baby um so I went to hospital kind of like straight after that and they checked and you know kind of like okay everything's okay blah 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 like come back when you know things kind of get going and because my waters had broken, you know, they were straight away without me even like noticing straight away, you know, because when it's your first baby and your first experience, you are, everything's so new to you. Okay. And in my background from my home in Chile as well, like home birth is not a thing. Okay. Like you were raised to understand that babies are being are born in hospital. You know, you either have a private hospital or you go to a public hospital and, but the home, um, home birth midwifery, it's not a thing, you know, unless you're like, living in a tiny village somewhere out in whoop whoop you know like it's very rare so it's not even in your sphere you know it's not even in your consciousness you know so um so that's why obviously I had chosen when I had my first baby here that that was just like the path that I had to take and I was even that I had been living in the Blue Mountains for a little while like I like I didn't have necessarily too many women that were mothers, obviously as friends and stuff that were going through that. Except for example, I had met Lucy then, and I remember, um, like she was, you were pregnant with um, with Willa, and you were obviously a home birth mom, and we were just catching up and doing things. But like, you know, in my world, like you were having a baby at home, and I was having a baby in the hospital, and that was okay. And that was the first time that all this kind of thing seeds started to just get planted mm. you know so so when my waters broke and they were just already putting some sort of fear in it you know straight away kind of like okay you got 24 hours 
pretty much to go into labor because, you know, the infection, the thing, the this, the that, the whole line of crap. Okay. And I was like, kind of like a bit overwhelmed by also like, like kind of having to like accept that that was what was happening, even that it didn't feel right. It was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll give it 24 hours. And they wanted to give us like antibiotics and Dom was there and he was like, no, absolutely not which I am so grateful for, like he kind of became my advocate for the, for the space that we needed without me even knowing that I needed it, you know? Um, so he was like, no, absolutely not, we'll wait. So we went back home and, um, you know, try and do all the things and, you know, kind of sitting on the ball, blah, 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 blah. and then eventually, yeah, labor did start, you know? So by the time that I went in next day, I was in labor. And that labor was like the typical cascade of intervention. I um I you know was in labor and it, it was the first time and I didn't have I think I can't remember Lucy if I think at one point I got in touch with you kind of like pretty much on that day and I was asking mm. you some questions you know like I remember about like yeah kind of like what was happening you know like mm-hmm. and I was getting all of like these reassurance and things but I guess once you're already like in it you know, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, okay, I need to try and bring this baby here the best mm-hmm. way that I can. And when you don't know anything about birth or labor or anything, everything is so new that that can become like really overwhelming. So mm-hmm. when I was in deep labor, A, I'm far away from my family. So Dom's mom was there, which she was great. Like I have such a good relationship with my mother-in-law. Like it was so beautiful to have her there. Um, but the part of like kind of the midwifery care, it was someone that 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 was on shift that I've never met before. And she was really young as well, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. But like you could sense that there's someone that is just kind of entering the field and is not mm. capable of advocating, like mm. let alone for me, but for herself. As a, you know midwife you know because there's the obstetricians kind of like coming and do things and she, they're just kind of standing you know like without being able to like step up and you so, can feel it especially when you're in that because you're already pregnant and you're already so open you actually can read everything like so much it's totally so amplified because you're like that's right you safe here like, exactly exactly yeah. and like it's, it's so interesting because like when I arrived all I wanted to do was just get in the shower and um, one of the midwives, which was an older midwife, she was like, right, chop, quick, quick. Okay. You know, it's like, that's not what I'm envisioning. You know, could you just mm. leave so I can have a shower? You know, not like chop, chop, you know, like, mm. and it was oh. like, oh, gosh, you're in the wrong career, woman. You know, like, please <laughs> leave. So, but anyway, but like the, the, the whole labor part at one point, obviously, it got very intense as labor does. And I felt that oh. there was nobody there to kind of hold me to just be like like it's okay you know like what you're going through it's okay like the feelings that you're feeling are okay like Mm. you are safe all of these things I feel I needed somebody to just let me know that yeah the pain is intense but you are okay and that your body is capable of doing this and millions of women have done this before you you know even that somehow you probably know that subconsciously when you're right in it like I needed somebody to tell me that even and if when you I know think, if you know it 
really deep down you need that affirmation don't you, you totally that. yeah yeah totally and as I say like Dom's mom was there and she was so beautiful holding space for us but exactly like she was doing the best she could so she didn't have to like intervene in our space you know like she was there for me for Dom you know and just kind of taking care of that but um like yeah I needed someone that had like that professional thing for example to just say or like even when it's a doula for example to say um you're okay you're safe you know keep going you're safe we've got you you know what can we do for you you know like and I felt kind of like powerless you know so when you reach that point that's when I feel so many women also are like give me the drugs Mm. because the drugs like in front of you you know and it's kind of like blinking at you and kind of like what you I'm here you know and so um it's like we're after the mother energy like that even though like a lot of us didn't get like that a lot but like that energy that mother nurturing reassuring affirming energy is what we're after Mm, yeah that's right um so yeah so that was that was really hard and then so I did um I mean, I had somebody else as well in the room um, besides Dom's mom and Dom and myself that when I look back, I feel it was completely unnecessary. And again, like, like I knew to some extent that I didn't need that person there, but Dom wanted that person there. And... um you know, it's like, oh, I don't really know, but like, okay, you know, mm. you know, when you're obviously as well having a baby, you're like, you're, I know that like, it's all on you, basically, you know, it's like your space and your body and you need to choose, but you're also like, obviously taking in consideration your partner, you know, this is a whole like family, like it's your first baby and it's this whole loving family affair kind of a thing, you know, between mm. you, you know, so I was yeah. trying to as well, like, yeah, do that the best that I could. And so I said, like, kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. And when I look back at that, I feel like, like, yeah, maybe it shouldn't have been here, you know? Like, but, um, but anyway, like, that was just kind of like something that got added on top. And then, um, so I got the epidural, okay? So I got the epidural, and then, um, it just, you know, everything went from that went, no, sorry, Alina, no, went down, you know? Um, I had the um, um, obstetrician come at some point, which is, um, I don't need to use his name, but I think everybody knows who he is and mm-hmm. he's got a reputation. In the mountains, um, yeah. Yeah, in the mountains, yep. And this is a person as well that has never, ever, ever seen me throughout my pregnancy, okay? And mm-hmm. he just grabs my chart and reads information on my chart. And the first thing that he sees is that I, at one point, had low platelets levels, which were seriously, like, nothing and I got it all sorted and I got the things and everybody was like oh you're fine to just birth a katuma not a worry but then he has no idea about this and he reads it in the chart and what he comes up with is like no it's been too long here we need to move you to Nipian I'm gonna call the ambulance you could bleed to death you know explosion of fear like so much fear dude and I'm just in a bed, you know, trying to like do the best I can by holding again, like kind of, you're trying to just go so internal. And then all of this is just asking you to just kind of like wake up from that state. Yeah. 
to just actually have like you know make have to make clear decisions around something that seems so ridiculous to you mm. and dumb is there kind of like what what is that why and all the things and he's like using all this vocabulary that was really based on so much fear you know you're like I can't believe you're doing this to me you know mm. I can't believe that you are like interrupting like this so um so um so then he he was like on the other side he's left the room and he's on like out and about doing his business to actually get organized the ambulance to me just go down in an ambulance and the head office of like the nursing it was it was a it was a guy came back to our room at some point and took dom out of the room and told him Forget about what he said. I have got you fully covered. If your wife does end up needing, you know, some sort of blood, you know, it's like we are not like, you are not in the middle of whoop whoop, okay? Like we do have a blood bank and, you know, it's ridiculous. And he was like very, like so helpful, you know, just being like, just go back into your, um, like have, have your baby with your wife in there. I've got you, mm. you know? And it was just so reassuring for Dom. Such you know, an angel. An angel. Because imagine the partner, you know, you're trying to hold space for your wife and what's happening, also for yourself. Mm. And this is what most, um, I think, partners would go through. The fact that, like, at one point you cave in saying yes, yes, yes to anything that the people are telling you because all you want is your wife safe mm. and your baby safe, you know. So at yeah. one point you stop advocating what you believe and just like, okay, as long as she's alive, you know what I mean? They wear you down, mm. don't they? Oh. And they don't give unbiased information it's all most of the time biased like mm. just what's best for them covering you know themselves yeah and it's yeah. just so fragmented the care so much fear so it's it's honestly impossible for anyone who it's doesn't possible. understand the medical system to you know, as well as being the partner of the woman in labor to mm. continue to advocate with all of that confusion and stress on their shoulders. That's just so full on. Exactly. Exactly. So when he came to say that, he was like, you can go back in there mm. and just be with her. You know, I think for Adam, that was a huge sense of relief and be like, oh, thank you. And also being like, kind of feeling like I knew it. Like, why is this other person go making us go through this? You know? But anyway, the thing, I think from that, from the moment obviously that you take the epidural, but then adding all of this information on top, there was just no point of return. Yeah. You know, like even though you're waiting hours, there's a, another shift coming, so a different midwife coming in, you know, and they're trying to be lovely and all the things. But I mean, once once you've gone through the system and once you've gone to like a home birth midwife, like they're like black and white, Not you even know, home. like. Yeah. They're like black and white, you know, this other person is just really following a very structured set of rules and has become like kind of blinded by, mm. you know, the system, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, they're trying to be, you know, sweet and kind of be like understanding, but it's also kind of like, yeah, sorry. Like, I mean, the machine is showing me this and this is the time and yada, yada. So even that I was sitting there, you know, doing my best and trying to just focus and have some music on and do things like my subconscious was already tainted. Mm. There was no point of return. There was no way for me to, you know, just have a baby. Just into like that full inward safety of yourself because you just got that, you're, you got one eye open. 
Mm, yeah. You can't yeah. open if your nervous system is, you know, stressed. You can't, yeah. There's no way your body can open. And that's no a safe, safety mechanism that we know from, you know, back in caveman days, well, you know, we're animals. Like if there's a threat, you're not going to open and give birth. You're going to, everything's going to stop and stall and until you feel safe. So if you're yeah. constantly being bombarded by people who don't trust your body and don't trust birth and telling you things that are inducing stress, like, yeah, like your body was just. Like your baby, like you can die, like you can bleed to death <sighs> kind of a thing. You're like. Okay, so well, really your body was that. working perfectly trying to keep mm. everyone safe like yeah mm. yeah but then you know I um I yeah I, I think I did everything I could with the information that mm. I had on that first yeah. pregnancy my first journey and you know off I went and you know my my sister was actually coming to be with me from Chile and she arrived into the hospital like right at that moment where it was decided that we were going to have to go into theater. And she walked in and I just like, like, I mean, I was so happy to see her because I haven't seen her in so long. But I just like exploded in tears, you know, because I was I was really sad that I had to like end up going through that path, you know, and she was like, it's OK, it's OK, like. You know, like you gotta do what you gotta do, but within me, like something was really broken. You know, kind of like mm. I feel like I really, like I wasn't aware, maybe before, how important that was for me until I was not being able to do it. Yeah. But mm. off I went and went into theater, and that was really big for Dom as well. At one point, you know, he had to kind of sit on on the back of the room a bit and take a moment to like really go through this. Um. That we would have to go to, through theater. It was not what we had envisioned. And um, yeah, you know, I was like, Do you want your mom to come in with me better? And Dom was like, No, 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 like, you know, I'm I'm here for you. But he needed a moment too, you know, and it was because it was big, it was big for everyone. So we went and we did it, and of course your baby's born, and you know, you're just happy that they're here safe and um and all, and but there's always something there that you feel like like a failure you know like why is it that I couldn't do it you know um and then obviously through the years and having other babies then you have it's like it wasn't me necessarily you know it was a system that completely took took everything from me I don't know like you know so um but that was like it was really really big for me and um from that day I knew kind of like okay whenever I have another baby I'm not gonna go um this way again you know um so then fast forward I guess to Alma's birth story um I got really involved in the home birth community then even that I wasn't a home birth mom yet you know I just I got involved you know because I was like well I wanted to know these women's stories and I wanted to just kind of be surrounded by that so then next time that I was going to have a baby I would just be you know informed and I had I was like oh this hold on there's all these women that have gone before me you know so fast forward to Alma's birth I um I got in touch with Joe and she was straight up like yep you know let's have a baby <laughs> and it was lovely and the care again like that you have through a homebirth midwife was you know mm. black and white compared to what you go in hospital um you know, you have your, all your family involved, you know, your other children involved in the process, which is really lovely. And 
they really get to know you at a at a deeper level you know it's not just about the clinical aspect of you having a baby it's you know what's your family what's your story what's all of these you know and um so yeah that um we got joe and then the day comes again my waters break which seems seems to be my pattern to bring babies into the world um a morning as well or, or like yeah dawn kind of a thing and um i think when i have when my waters break or when i go into labor and i'm like i go from zero to i'm in labor there's mm. no kind of like in, like I guess maybe that's because of the water's breaking too I don't know like you're kind of like mm. just in it and um so this time around I had my midwives and um my doula and a birth photographer um and Dom's mom was just you know on call we'll say if needed for like Ollie or something and um we birthed at home my labors are usually very long and everything was fine and I felt fine and like like everything was okay you know everything was just going according to plan we'll say like you just had trying to have a baby at home and it was really special and it was really beautiful to have Oli there you know when um I don't know it's amazing how children have this way of like giving you strength through labor yeah, yeah. when you feel like you're like and you're with saying they just kind of come and give you a kiss and you're like okay yeah. <laughs> gotta keep going you know um yeah. yeah it was very special because it felt like um like a day in the life you know mm. there's a there's a father and, an, and a child and let's just you know play a board game while mom's in labor yeah. you know like just that like a day in so life beautiful about that isn't it so beautiful yeah, yeah. It's just so special and um but yeah, so I labored at home for hours and hours on end, which, you know, it felt like that at least, but it was very long. And at one point I got checked and I had reached actually nine centimeters dilation with Alma. And I I was going from water to water. I was between the pool, the shower, the pool, the shower kind of thing. And at one point I got checked and I was just back at seven. So Alma was like kind of trying to make her way down, but maybe, you know, maybe she was a bit crook or so. So she kept on going up, you know, and her heart rate started really shifting. This is like, it was quite a few hours, you know, as I say, like I got into, I went into labor maybe like at, um, you know, four in the morning or something, five in the morning. And by the time that this has been checked, it's like seven o'clock in the afternoon, you know, mm. the whole day. And, um, mm. Her heart rate was like really off, you know. So both of my midwives, they were like, I remember seeing their faces, you know, like they were like, kind of like, yeah, you know, like why, like you know, she's mm. so close, like you know, feeling that sense of like, God damn it, you know, like like she she so could do it, you know, like. Yeah. But the call was just made right there that we needed to move. So we were moving in the hopes that. We were just gonna keep going, okay? Like let's just go to hospital, you know. We'll just make sure that everything's okay with Bob, and we'll just keep on laboring, you know. This is 2020, so this is the, you know, year of flipping yeah, the year pandemic. Of yeah, the year of 
you know, the world has gone bonkers. <laughs> yeah. And um, so anyway, off we just have to go. And that was a bit of a shock because when you have to go, it's not kind of like, okay, no, we'll just pack a bag. We've got to go. It's kind of like we need to move, you know, yeah. like, so I'm just kind of like getting as much organized as I can. And at one point I, I just sit down and I break, you know, into tears again, you know, kind of like, why, mm. like, why this is happening to me? You know, I feel I have done everything correct this time to try and have a baby at home. And I'm having to freaking face this again, you know, um, and again, that sense of kind of failure just kicks in, you know, you're like, oh my God, I have worked so hard. Like it's mm. been so many hours and. And uh, it was really hard, for example, for Oli as well, because he was so involved in the process. And all of a sudden, you're like, I gotta go, and you can't come. And he was really sad, and he was like, but I want to come too, you know? And like, ah, that was really big. And, and, and not for me having the capacity to just actually give full attention to him, to be like, explain a bit what's mm. happening. It's like, you're like still in labor, you're still contracting, mm. and you're trying to hold space for your child. And but you gotta go and like you know so that moment is kind of like um like yeah. a whirlwind totally yeah you know? oh, and yeah. just like in the car in the car off you go joe's following all stays with our doula we had called dom's mom so she was pretty much kind of coming into the driveway by the time that we were leaving you know so she took him home and that was good and off i go in the car i don't recommend anybody laboring in a car like yeah, far that'd be so yeah. intense. Oh, like, man, like there's no comfortable position ever in a car, no matter what you try and do, you know. And mm-hmm. there's so, so much of your emotions coming at play: the anxiety, the fear, the disappointment, everything, while you're still in labor. You know, it's like you're too moving, much to bear. Right. You're not so, still. You're and not... obviously, all the red lights happen. You know, when you're trying to get somewhere and. Oh my you know, god. No, you're like, oh, how far are we? And Dom is like, don't try. Where, did, where, where were you going? To Nipian. Oh, so down there. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. like a 45 minute drive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, a 45 minute drive from Bulabara. That's hectic. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. our Blue Mountains Hospital is like a small hospital. So you can go and have like another cesarean that is unplanned up there so you have to just go to the big setting hospital yeah so anyway off we go we get there i remember the walk from the car to like into the hospital was so long you know i felt i was having so many contractions in between and i was not coping through them because everything around me was just like completely dissociated now you know i was just it was like the pains were coming because it's you know how we talk in kind of when you're having babies, it's like you try to really reframe the word pain because it's not really that. There's something else. Like I, I've never really been able to find a proper word that describes that. But when yeah. you are in that situation, it is pain because everything else is a dissociation. Yeah, we'll you're just like, you're just stuff. coming. Exactly. That's you're walking. We, yeah. White light. You're trying to get somewhere. You're fully clothed. It's the middle of fucking winter. You know, like. Everything is chaos around you. It's just, mm-hmm. So the, the the sensation is kind of real pain. Yeah. Like, yeah. And anyway, we made it in and back into this room that felt so familiar. You know, it was so 
you know, I was like, I did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. But I had already gone through so much learning in the years between Oli and Alma. I had done so much research. I had read so many books. I had surrounded myself with women that were so empowered in the birth world. That were mothers, midwives, doulas, everything that that like I knew how to kind of hold, like advocate for myself a bit. My photographer managed to get in, you know, which was big thing to do in 2020. But mm. I was like so angry. I was like, I was so fucking willing to do whatever he needed for her to come in. You know, it's like, you mm. know, this is part of the journey. I want a photo of this too. You know, mm. so it's like, you come and find me. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody crosses me, you know, you'll the find Leo, me. The Leo, the Leo comes yes. out. Totally. I was like, don't find me. You won't like it. You know? <laughs> it's like, what, like the finger. Yes. Um, and um, we're going to the room. Both when we were sat there as well, which was also a big thing for 2020. And the other midwife comes in and she's all sweet. And again, you know, the typical sweet midwife, but she's just working along. You know, she's just putting yeah. the clip on your finger. She's taking your clothes off. She's putting the socks. Everything's happening to you, you know. Mm. Um, and then we, got, we get the obstetrician in. Come and check. And I am... Um, at this point really feel like like I can't like I can't think anymore you know like I you know in those moments where all you want to do is just kind of like just give yourself yeah but there's a part of you that knows that's like well hold on this is not finished yet you know you can't let go of this yet so the obstetrician comes we get checked and there's full meconium and you're like, okay, we just have to go in again, you know? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, again, you know, like, I was coming here with the intention to just still be able to birth my baby, you know, like, naturally. And that was just like, okay, stripped away from me again. And um, I guess the only difference in this time around was uh, there was just more, like, things happening really within my body and Alma that were maybe more like more of a reason for the for the cesarean this time around than with Oli which was really pretty much a cascade of intervention and fear Mm. kind of like coming into my sphere you know but without so then with Alma anyway he's like we need to go a cesarean yada yada and I held myself and I said like thanks for the information I need you to leave the room and I need to talk to my midwives you know, because it's like, these are the people that know me. These mm-hmm. are the women that like have been caring for me and I can make an, an actual decision with them. Not with you. Mm-hmm. Who's this freaking random man that's coming and, you know, doing all this. So I feel really proud of myself in that moment. Yeah. I was like, get out. Get so out. Thanks wrong. for the info. You know, yeah, but yeah. get out. Give me a moment. Yeah, give me a moment, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, anyway, it was... They don't really know what to do with people like that, though, because they sort of do rely on, like, people to be really submissive and, like, Mm. yeah, and and you hand your power over to the authority because that's how we've been raised. Yeah, absolutely. Like, boom, 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 they're like, oh, my God. Mm. Actually, Mm. you have so much power. It's just like. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And um, so, yeah, at the end, what happened, you know, I mean, we had a talk with our midwives and that was the path to go. Okay, it's like this is just right now under this circumstance, 
it is the safest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Alma's heart rate was like all over the place, you know, like maybe she was tired, I don't know, but everything was just, you know, like I, I feel like, of course, when we have to be really grateful that we do have the capacity now and, you know, in our days to bring a baby into the world safely when mm-hmm. needed being through, you know, Asisa. Yeah. Um, so it was like, okay, like, I just need to get her out, you know, like she's, well, I didn't know it was, um, it was a girl, but. And this time you had, you had that support network around you to hold that space for you. Yeah. How incredible that you asked for that moment to like center yourself and to check in with the people that loved you and you trusted, like, Mm. that's just so bad on us. And I'm so, like, I, yeah, I'm so thankful you had that support and, so proud of you for like yeah. using your voice like that's um yeah so yeah um yeah <laughs> it's big it was very big because as I say it's like you are like still laboring you're still like you know in the middle of like your birth journey and you're having again to like dissociate from that for a moment to like advocate for, for yourself. yourself yeah so ridiculous hey so, so ridiculous and anyway, so, you know, that happens. And look, crazy enough, when Joe goes outside to the, you know, um, nursing station or whatever, to just fill up some, a bit of paperwork while I'm kind of getting ready and things are getting me ready and yada, yada. This obstetrician is there without noticing that Joe is around and he's talking to the other midwives or other obstetricians or whatever people. And he goes and says something along the lines of like, oh my god I don't know why women still do this why do you think like they think that we live in like the Congo or something oh my god. and Joe was like you know like but obviously she couldn't she didn't want to say something right there right there because yeah. this was the man that's when I walked with me into theater you mm. know I mean it's not the time to pick up a fight like mm. all she cared for was the fact that like you know he how her. unprofessional like that is just disgusting. so disgusting yeah disgusting kind of like why do women it. think that they should go through having a baby like normally like so uh, naturally because you already had a sister and here I am with my mm. fancy scissors you know women are crazy for trying to have babies naturally what is mm. this third world country you know it's like so disrespectful it was so gross you know like obviously Joe didn't tell me any of this until much later because, yeah. again, it's, just, it's completely inappropriate. But he was like, that that just shows you the yeah. type of men and culture that lives within the system. Totally. You know? like, 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 yeah, we are up against that. That's what 100%. And that's why women yeah. like Lucy that are like here, you know, trying to truly advocate for women in the midwifery world are like, no way, I can't. Like, I can't because everything, like, it's so freaking difficult. And so then the good midwives, mm. the people that actually care, need to step out of it because mm. it's like there's it's so much machine. brutality and abuse that you're like, mm. I can be witness of this. Mm. Yeah. And it's also most of them as well, like men, you know, you're like, have you ever fucking had a baby? Dominant patriarchal energy <laughs> that I feel like we are coming back. In, like women are starting to rise up now. Oh, yeah. You know, it's 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 the women that need to rise up, and it starts off within ourselves, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, stepping yeah. in, and you know, starting businesses, like giving birth to babies, like mm. 
with each other using yeah that's where it starts and it's like yeah fully like fully healing like the sisterhood you know yeah. and just like because you know yeah. we women go through so much as teenagers yes. i feel when we grow up and then we start having our own babies is when we like come back to the source and be mm. like oh, hold on i want to heal all of this thread i don't want to be part of the other one you know so um so yeah anyway oh and the other thing as well like to you know touch base on that system thing the brokenness of the system like when i get like wheeled in to theater you know and dom is getting ready i'm in theater by myself and they're putting they're putting um the epidural and there's an epicist and you know somebody else talking i don't know if it was the doctor they'll be on our of course you know fully face mask or whatever you don't know who's behind there but they are talking they're asking me like can you feel this can you feel this you know and I'm like yeah you know so the thing wasn't kicking in yet you know so they were like having to like oh okay like we will um sorry we will put a bit more and whatever yada yada and then they're asking again can, can you feel this and I'm like yeah there's still a bit of a sensation there and then they started talking just between themselves as if I wasn't in the room, you know, like kind of like, oh, well, we might have to just put her under general. And I'm, I'm like listening to all of this, you know, and I'm like, um, hello, again, having to fucking advocate for myself on a table, you know, strapped, strapped, you know, it's like if there's anything yeah. that you feel more like, you know, that's you just would like love to just rip your hands out of this freaking it's strap. the most you know, like, vulnerable like, position exactly. to be naked oh, like, on a table strapped like, down is your arms in a strap they strap you down yeah. like on yeah on like thing. there's like yeah. little like a cross almost yeah on the table so you can't sort of things you can't I guess accidentally pull out an IV line or yeah I don't really know it's pretty yeah I did yeah. not know that I eh? yeah Okay. Yeah, you're strapped, you know, and these men are like kind of talking. These men are like, oh, maybe we'll put her under general or whatever. All of these things with me there, awake, you know, and I'm like having again to advocate for myself. Like, excuse me, hey, no, that's not happening. No, 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 no. Mm. I am not going through that. You know, you're not like making me pass out to mm. just you know, do all these things. So I'm not here for my baby to just give me my baby. You know, all of these things. I was like, no, Romy. And Dom wasn't there yet in the room, you know, so. Anyway, eventually the epidural did work, you know, and we go through the whole process and, you know, again, we're here again and oh, she comes and, you know, all the tears, all the happiness that you have a healthy baby and it's a girl. I have never found out the sex of my babies because I feel if I have one surprise in life that I could hold on to always <laughs> is the sex of my baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So many people are like, how could you do that? And I'm like, how could you not? Like, I never know? find so, out. It's so, oh, it's so cool. It's so beautiful. Yeah. But um, anyway, off she comes and we go through this again. But the only thing that felt I mean, one of the things that felt deeper was the fact that I was, I had advocated for myself so much more. And so I felt that that experience and the whole thing, even that it didn't go according to plan, was so different. You know, it was so different because I was present there making all of these decisions. I was there, you know, to be able to advocate for myself. I did have the birth thing that I wanted. I did have my, you know, all of these things I do. We're different compared to all these, you know. 
but again there's you know that sense of failure never leaves you when you go through mm-hmm. something like that you know and you really have to you know when people are kind of like it's okay like you did everything you could and they mean the best you accept that but there's also forever some, something in you that is like well why why me why mm-hmm. everybody else yeah. around me is having babies and I'm not capable of doing this you know and mm-hmm. it's almost like that in like that quintessential part of being a woman it's not happening to you but it's happening to everybody you know so mm-hmm. you have to fight those demons mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so you know that was big and and just be validated in that too instead of like because people get so uncomfortable with the uncomfortable where they're just like mm-hmm. yeah I, I hear you I feel mm-hmm. you. instead of like no 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 but you got it has to be okay fine and everything they want to okay. fix like, it yeah you know? Yeah, they want to take it. It's okay for you to feel shit. And like, I'm really disappointed and sad that I didn't get the birth I was working towards. And that's completely okay to feel like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, I've had two experiences, you know, pretty much you have gone through straight into the home birth, I mean, into the hospital setting and everything happened. And then did home birth with transfer. Second cesarean at all. Mm-hmm. And um, in probably, I mean, look, probably all over the world, I think, but when I have spoken with people at home, this is a language as well, again, that we hear so often, you know, like, oh, if you've had two babies through cesarean um, in Chile, mm-hmm. they don't allow you. Mm. have a natural birth you know it's like language is so powerful you are not allowed yeah like oh Mm. whatever's happening to your body doesn't matter I've got you know the rules on you but even one even having one cesarean like it's so hard to have a VBAC to be supported Mm. and to Mm. be supported in the right way where Mm. your physiology can be safe and intact because if you try and if you birth at a hospital, um, you'll go to a higher risk hospital. You'll be seen as high risk. You'll have the IV and they will probably want you a lot of the time. They try and push an epidural because just in case, you know, um, it's wild. It's, it's wild. And, they and, have you and on your, a time schedule. Your physiology has no chance of like, you know, running its course and you safely birthing a baby. It's like you're up against it again. Um, yeah. So a lot of women, yeah, choose to have a home birth for that reason. But then, as you say, once you've had two cesareans, it's even harder. Mm. It's, oh my god. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think if you walked into a hospital directly to say, "Hey, I would love to try a third time around," mm-hmm. I don't even know if you, if they would allow it. You know, allow it. You know, like yeah. they would be like, "Oh, okay, you've got five hours. I hope the baby comes out." You're like. You know, um, yeah, so it's so ridiculous. So um, I guess, you know, again, fast forward four years from there mm-hmm. or so. Tell us years. about finding out. Tell us about how you found out this little baby was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, beautiful summer holidays, I don't, you know, caravanning <laughs> through Australia. Everything's free and wild and beautiful, and, you know. <laughs> And you weren't necessarily planning for another baby. No, was this, no. Yeah. I had I had pretty much stopped um, breastfeeding Alma that 
holiday okay that summer it was like two and a half years of feeding them and I was very ready to just be like this is we've had our journey and um and I yeah anyway we came home from that beautiful holiday we traveled you know the coast up to Agnes waters and everything's amazing and yay and all the things and came home and one day I was chatting with a friend just we're just sending some messages on Instagram or whatever and something I had shared something on the Instagram or my stories or whatever and this friend was like oh we're again like um on the same cycle okay and I was like hold on what was the last time I had my period you know it's like wow mm, like I should be nothing. having my period if we're, if we're on the same cycle and that uh, and my whole like I'm like no and right there right there you know I had to I don't know maybe pick up all the from the bus or something I can't remember I was like I need to get a test this is I'm usually pretty much on point with like my cycles and stuff you know and when you don't think about it it's like yeah it's gonna come it's just you know so anyway I just go and get that test and uh, it comes positive like screaming positive you know it's not a faint line it's like hello did you feel different at all not really, not really. I was, I, I mean, I was very, um, like, what's the word? You know, kind of like I felt really alive. Full, you know? but I was full. Uh, but I was. You I know, know that coming, feeling. Uh, yeah. We were coming from holidays, and you know, when you've been exposed to like sun all the time and swimming in in the ocean all the time, and you feel full, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So, that of course, you got well. pregnant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, of course, you know. So I say it's like. When you're caravanning around Australia, I highly recommend it if you want to have babies, you know, go caravanning in summer around Australia. Everything's salty and beautiful and late and like, you know. You're all naked flowing. all the time. <laughs> yeah, like it's very easy. And, um, but yeah, I, there's a test, loud and clear. Yeah. And. And how did you feel? My, my, not good. Mm. It wasn't a joyful, resp- it, it was like, there was a sense of panic, real yeah. panic there. Um, yeah. I, I felt like feeling. I had just disconnected from Alma, disconnected, mm-hmm. you know, I have just stopped feeding. We're on this other side. I'm trying to do leather work. I'm trying to do, you know, the business with the, with the hair care, you know. So I'm, I'm opening that window a little bit again. On, yeah. Like, finding time to myself. Um with as well I mean always my main thing has been my children okay like I am like a proud stay at home mom and it's full on but I would not change it you know and Mm. I'm super grateful that my husband has allowed us like to provide that for us okay like you have to make massive sacrifices to be able to do that and not have like two jobs nowadays but like I am proud as punch kind of you know writings like what is your career mother so that's what I'm doing right now so obviously I wanted to have a little bit of moment to reconnect with other things and this pregnancy test comes and I'm like, wow, I don't mm. really think I can right now do this. Mm. And also I was very scared um, of how Dom was going to react. You know, like Dom was always very much like, two babies, it's we've got one of each, it's enough, yay, you know. Um and I'm like, mm, I come from big families, you know, like I've always wanted more children and stuff. And, you know, um, 
so anyway, I was a bit kind of worried about what Don would feel, you know, with that. Um, and surprising enough, like I didn't, I didn't do the pretty thing of kind of like, oh, we're having a baby, or like, oh, here's a surprise, here's a little pretty pair of shoes, like having a baby. It's like, no, I'm, I'm pregnant, you know. It's like he came back from work, and I walked straight to the truck, and I said, I'm pregnant, and he was like, what? And I'm like, swear to God, I'm pregnant. And interesting enough. Dom was the one that like responded to that news with a smile. Mm. You know, he was like in his heart, probably his heart straight away just felt like, oh my God, that's just amazing. Yeah. And I'm breaking. Yeah. You know, I'm like, why? Why am I not matching up that response? You know? Mm. Um, it's such a valid and- response though. And I, I sort of really want to like touch on this a little bit more because Mm. I think a lot of women like have this response sometimes because it is this big especially when you think you're having some more space and motherhood is so all-encompassing and you're sleep deprived and you think you're going to have some more space for yourself to do like something else to then have all of that change in like a second it's a lot Mm. to wrap your head around and um Mm. I think it's okay to have different responses to finding out you're pregnant and you shouldn't mm. feel guilty about mm. not being over the moon. I mean, you know, mm. like it's okay as well. Mm, like totally. that's real but life. It's just so interesting though, because even that I feel when we know those things, I feel when you are in the space in the, like when that is happening to you, no matter how you deal with it eventually, you're still always just going to be like that mark that is like, oh, I can't believe I felt like that. Because mm. I went through that, you know, and I still go through that. I have reframed that with a lot of like self-work mm. to not see it kind of like as a negative thing. But I did, I I do to this day still kind of when I look at him and be like, you are everything I ever needed. Be like, how could I ever think of you like that? How could I, my, how, how could my mind ever think of not wanting you? or not being mm. ready or not or thinking of doing something about it you know where mm. but you're human was... and exactly. you've got your hands full with other children and we exactly. live in a society with minimal support for mothers yeah. so yeah. it's like okay I think like I had you know as you know like with Violet I had a really similar situation um, and I it's true I still have a lot of guilt around it which is crazy mm. but I think it's just important um you know, on this podcast to have these real chats to normalize our journeys and our experiences mm. as women. And so we don't mm. feel alone. And, and it's like so beautiful that you could reframe it and give self-care to yourself. I mean, I think these little spirit babies, they know that we love them. You 100%. know, like they know that. 100%. Like mama's just working through it. Like it's just. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And okay. look, I, I was very open about that, like, for quite a few months you know when people ask me kind of like oh you know like oh you're having a baby how's it going and I was like I didn't like sugarcoat it at all with anybody that asked me you know I was like been full on man like he's a surprise there's a surprise baby here you know because Mm. I actually needed to go through that pain somehow Mm -hmm. or that or that shock honestly with the people around me without me being like, oh my God, I'm so excited I'm having a baby. It's like, no, I was freaking out. There was a part of me that was not ready for that, you know? But I guess 
that's where the medicine leads to too. You know, be like, yes. be able to fully speak it out. Yes. Just say it. It's okay to not be okay. And then you will eventually obviously come around it. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, you're a mother. You're carrying a child. You know, you're you're like growing your baby. Like your 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 body, your mind, everything is set up for you to just really love that baby. But it's okay to be honest about it at first. I mean, like, whoa, I need time to let this sink. And it took me a really long time, you know, like, you know, when you're like lying in bed and you're like, oh, you know, you're touching your belly and you're like, oh, there's a baby. It's like, it took me a long time to kind of like fully connect with the spirit of that baby. And as I say, I had to do heaps of work around it, heaps of work, you know, um, and having come. that compassion, like I feel like, like for me, like when I go through what you go through, I think we all go through it, is like when it does click, and you're like, how could I think like that? But it's almost like having that compassion for that old version of yourself and holding her because she does exist within you, that that mm. that that woman, and she's there to she's she was she was created and born to protect you, that that part of you to protect you from like what you perceive as like, you know, stress and danger and and mm. all of that and she's responding mm. in that and then it's like when you work through that and you evolve into this woman that you are today, you look at that mm. version of yourself, even though it wasn't that long ago, and just have, oh, I'm, I can hold space for that version of myself now. And I, I suppose Absolutely. that's a bit of shadow work too, like putting mm. the, like illuminating the light on her and just validating her. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, I think like, kind of like what Lucy was saying before, like there's a part of like, I feel the fear that a woman might be going through when they find out that they're having a baby, maybe that is like a surprise baby. It's not necessarily so much maybe as well, like them, like the reason why they're feeling that is because we live in a society where, you know, people are kind of like, oh, another baby, how are you going to do that? It's like, oh, you know, so you're like, holy crap, like, we already live so much in a place where like having big families is not supported. It's not properly seen. Well, before, again, it was like, we're not going to compare maybe before women were having babies that they couldn't actually have, you know, like they couldn't support a family of like eight children. It's like, you know, eight kids is a lot. Like not everybody can do that. But right now I feel we do live in a society where it's much easier to just be bombarded by the fact if you want a big family, it's kind of like, how are you going to do that? You know, or like, oh, I hope you have extra hands to help you. And it's like, well, maybe I actually can't do it myself, but you have so much pressure that like kind but of like two, or three kids. That's enough. You don't need any more. You don't need any more. It's like, well, why if I what if I do want to have five kids? <laughs> you know, it's like, are you gonna receive that news like happily for me? Or are you constantly gonna just diminish that and be like, Well, how are you gonna do that? Oh, like, well, I hope you got a your husband's got a good like income stream because you know, you're like but we've got to protect ourselves from everyone else's fucking projections that's what we're up against all of that and it's like that's why we're we're, that's why even just doing this paving new ways and going just i don't know allowing yourself Mm. to take up space and going this is my life and this is what i'm fucking doing Mm, totally and you know what i feel that to at some point as well like the story's already written yes you know we we might we might want to control that a lot but you know, there's other things that have already done before us to be brought into this lifetime that have already been written. So the uh-huh. birth or the knowing that there was a third baby coming, it's like, it wasn't even up to me. I wasn't mm-hmm. choosing or not. It's like, 
that was written already, you know, and all my life I've said I wanted three babies, you know, like, so it's like, sorry, you already re wrote that probably in past lives and you already did that here, you know, so don't then now kind of take it so much as a surprise, you know, yeah. it's, it's here, you know, so, um, but I guess obviously when you were going through, I, when I was going through it, it was just the timing. It just didn't feel right. But you know what? Maybe it was exactly the right time. <laughs> Well, it was what needed to be mm -hmm. so then fast forward to that moment you know you're like here's the test okay we're having a baby at home again <laughs> yes. you know and uh, um I remember I talked to Dom I had told him briefly like hey I've got in touch with Joe you know um she's super happy to you know, be our midwife again, um, yada, yada. And Dom's first response was kind of like, oh, really? Like, we'll go through that kind of painful thing again. Mm -hmm. I was like, a bit, I got kind of taken kind of like, wow, that's an interesting response from him. But he would have had his immediate, like, response out of, like, you know, the pain that he had to go through That's with right. the birth of this other baby, mm. you know. It wasn't because he didn't trust me having a baby, you know, because he does and he did and we did it. Mm. But, like, within himself, he had pain and fear mm -hmm. from the birth of his previous babies, you know. So the mm -hmm. idea of having to push, put himself through that mm. was his first instant reaction, you know. And obviously then we talked about it a bit more and, like, he was like, okay, look, talk to Joe and, like, let's like, make sure she doesn't sugarcoat it, you know, ask her the questions, you know, so Dom had a real, real good conversations with Joe around it. It's like, what he does this look like, you know? Too. Exactly. It's yeah. again, it's like he's, he's, there's a man of the family. Mm. And his role, as he's been through generations is to protect his wife and his children, mm. yes. you know, and I'll go and I will go to war for you. you yes. know? But that doesn't mean that he's not going through his own pains, his own fears, his own things, his own stories. You know, so he had really good conversations with Joe, like kind of, you know, what would it look like, you know, now that we're going through after two cesareans and yada, yada, yada. And probably that's all he needed. Mm. Back to that place of being like, okay, everything's okay, you know? Yeah. And from that moment, we were like, we're having a baby at home. Yeah. What do we need to do to have a baby at home? You know, it's like, Romy, you need to do the work. Yeah. What are we doing? You know, so, um, yeah, we were having a baby at home and there was no other reality for us. Mm. And interesting enough for me, when, you know, I was going through my appointments with Joe and stuff, I never, it never crossed my mind, like having, being scared. I was mm. like, I'm having a baby at home. We're going through this again, you know, um, which was really awesome for me. You know, I was like, yeah, no, this is what is happening. And uh, what can we do now different in order for mm. this to happen? Mm. So this time around, there was less people. I didn't have a doula. I didn't have a birth photographer. And I actually talked about pregnancy and birth in general way less than I had done mm. with any of my other pregnancies. Yeah. I went right in. It was mm. like, this is between me and this baby and the family that are like pretty much between these four walls you know and my obviously and my midwives okay like but all the work and all the things that I needed to do in order to bring this baby here really I knew that were within me 
So I didn't go out looking for like information. I didn't read any books this time around. I didn't listen to the, you know, the um, BVAC um, podcast, you know, it's like all these things are amazing, Mm -hmm. but I felt I didn't want anything coming into my sphere that didn't belong to myself. Yes. I love that so much. It was like me, me, me. And I have like a, like my own birth story of how I was born is always just being very surrounded around fear and yeah. death because I was born I was born um at seven months through an emergency cesarean like my mom's waters just broke at seven months and you know there was just no way of keeping me in there so I was you know I came like that I was I spent you know the good amount of my first days in this earth in an incubator and every time that I've heard that story within, you know, my, like my upbring, upbringing, it's like, oh my God, she was so lucky. She was so lucky. And I was like, I mean, there was a baby being born that same day, like of my, that myself, um, that was a little bit smaller than me, actually. He was earlier than seven months, but luckily enough, he knew he had developed his lungs enough for him to breathe by himself because mm-hmm. this is 37 years ago, the hospital that I was in. There was only one incubator. And yeah. if you're looking at these two babies, this baby smaller, he'll need it more than me. And I was just blessed enough that the fact that like he knew how to breathe and I didn't. Because when I came out, my what's the first thing that happened? I turned blue. Mm-hmm. And I was just taken straight out. Just, just an, you know, like, okay, emergency. Everything was chaos and emergency. So my own birth story is an imprint for myself. Yeah. And then it's what, it's what I heard every time that we talk about my birth within the family or whatever, it's like, wow, she was so lucky. She almost died. She, this, mm-hmm. You know, so I had to work through that myself. That's so big. And how Oops. wild that your waters broke the last two babies. That's yeah. how they started the labor. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. You know? Yeah. And I, I couldn't like, even look, even when I was trying to have my second baby at home, like, and I had to communicate kind of like that to my family, like, you know, like, like my own mother was very scared, mm. you know, and there was not necessarily like an instant kind of like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's more like, whoa, there's a fear straight up again. <gasps> Why are you doing this? Why are you putting yourself through this? Why are you putting the baby through this? You know, just, just get it over done with, you know, don't put the baby through this. Always very much on the baby as well, which is something yeah. that like I have as well had to work a lot of with my relationship with my own mother where kind of like it's always been what about the baby? But we said, well, what about me? What about my story? You know, what about my own imprint? You know, like, but it's like, she was always not just get like, so when I'm trying to have another baby after two cesareans, you, I'm like, okay, I am going to even go even further in. I'm not going to communicate this to everybody. Yeah. You know that I'm going to have a baby and I've had to, I had to kind of create like a really big boundary wall, even from my own family. I mean, like, you need to stay out there and whatever's happening is happening in here, mm-hmm. you know? So, because if not, like, you know, if, it doesn't matter how much work you try and do and trying to protect yourself. If somebody's telling you that, and that's as well, for example, your own mother, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't cope with that. You're so um, open when you're pregnant. Like, you're like a sponge. Any comment any anything you absorb like even if you intellectualize it and you know that's not 
you know, that's not my stuff or whatever. It's you, you do actually have to fully put up clear boundaries. And mm. um, some people just need to be on the other side of that boundary because absolutely, it's just such a sensitive time. Yeah. More amplified when it's your mom. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And again, like, I mean, she came with the same thing, kind of like sometimes she was like, oh, you know, you had an appointment with your midwife. Oh, how good. To then, it was actually the day that I went into labor with him that obviously I didn't tell anybody, hi, I'm in labor, you know, like, but I hadn't spoken with her for quite a few days. And she obviously knew that I was kind of coming, getting closer to my due date or whatever. And there was a message then that I read afterwards where, the same the same projection kind of like why are you doing this to the baby Mm. go just go and get it sorted you know everything will be okay you know you kind of like go in and now you oh you have a baby you know and I was like thank freaking Christ I didn't read that until this baby was out you did some Mm -hmm. deep rewiring and healing work of your story of your like this you've now changed the course for your children of what birth is of like it's just I'm getting goosebumps (laughs) and it was witnessing you like in that time you could tell that you were just going so deep into your own inner knowing and medicine yeah like you really felt that and you could see that and it was so beautiful like Mm. it was like not this surface level like listening to all the podcasts and doing which can be as you say helpful but it was like this next layer down it was like sitting with self yes using yes. your voice and I and I and I had you know like I did my own work I did very deep beautiful I had very deep and beautiful conversations with my husband you know about how I wanted it or like how I felt you know where I'm feeling scared of this I'm feeling scared of this I'm excited about the you know very like honest because again it's like it was happening within the four walls of my home. And that's all that mattered. And the safety that I needed mm-hmm. to bring this baby outside the way I wanted it was here, mm-hmm. you know, nowhere else. So, yeah, I think, like, if I had to just, like, kind of offer some sort of, like, um, you know, thing to somebody that is going through something similar to me, it's like that. It's like, like get yourself really, like, get really honest with yourself. And with your partner, you know, honest, honest, and see truly what it is that that person can give you or not give you, you know, and be okay with that too, you know, because it's Mm. not about them either. It's like, okay, if you feel uncomfortable with this decision of mine or whatever, it's like, respect that and be like, okay, well, but what I need is this. So if you can give me that, that is completely okay, but I will tend to it myself somehow. You know what I mean? It's like, so you're still taking that power yourself. I mean, like, oh, good. You know, so like, I thought, yeah, so I had really good conversations with Dom. And I was really, like, I really wanted him to be born at home also because because of Oli. Mm-hmm. Oli, you know, remembers Alma's birth very clearly and remember how sad he feel, felt when we had to leave. Mm-hmm. Remembers how... Hannah, which was our doula, then um, then made him spaghetti, which is funny that he uses <laughs> that word, which is just very cute, you know. It's like, and you left, and she made me spaghetti, and then you know, Dom's mom came, but he did say, and Ollie is like, you know, one of those. I mean, I'm sure everybody can say this about their babies, but like Ollie is one of those kids that are like 
very in tune. Like his wisdom is like, you know, he's come as my first child for a reason. Yeah, he's that's... really gentle, really caring, really soft. Um, he's a cancer, I don't know, isn't he? He's a cancer, exactly. It's really full on. So he's always like, um, I really want this baby to be born at home, mom. You know, like really. And I was like, I am like, I want to give him this too. So when the time comes, you know, and I'm okay, we're forward again now to his birth. We're getting ready. We live fully off grid in a little um house, little bush cottage in the Blue Mountains. And this off grid situation is like really off grid. Okay. So like we have a very small water tank and things, and um the house is really small. So we're like, okay, we have a beautiful mud hut in their property so like we're gonna put the pool in there but how do we get the water from the tank up there so we have to just consciously really be actively like okay how are we gonna do this you know so we got our camping set up you know to just heat up the water and we got the those big white cubes like you know chemicals usually but don't have filled up with water okay we're ready and we did everything as a full family affair which was very special, you know, like we were all holding the space to bring this baby earthside again as a family. And it's all happening between the walls of our home. So when we set up the pool, eventually, we all did it together. You know, like I could have done it myself. I could have gotten just Dom to help me and just set up the pool. But it's like, no, we are creating a space to bring this baby home, like at home together you know so it was really special to do it as a family affair you know? even with the small details as like pumping the pool so anyway that's there we have done everything we're ready i was feeling very ready at that point i was like come on man like i'm tired my back hurts you know when you're just like okay i can't i can't walk up katumba street anymore yeah. <laughs> Belly. Yeah. you know um but yeah come on baby and um, so I had a, a, yeah, my last appointment with um, Joe or, and Lou and stuff. And, and I, I was like, okay, you have a you have a deadline, baby. You gotta come by the weekend because I can't keep it anymore. So a Saturday morning, um, I uh, I wake up and I know there's something happening. It wasn't contractions. It wasn't labor. I just knew. I woke up feeling different. Yeah. And Dom was sleeping in the back veranda with Oli. Like, we had a little setup out there. And I went out and I said to him, like, I think this is the day. You know? um, and then, you know, not long after, I went, I had my... um. Um, like my mucus plug was starting to just kind of, you know, so it was like, oh, okay, it's all, it is happening, you know, but I knew it from a feeling that yeah. that was the day, which was really special, you know, kind of, we're in it. And I cried a little bit, you know, I cried in Dom's arms, kind of like, like fear came to me. So I knew that I needed to release that fear. And that was by crying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just kind of came back to myself and was like, okay. And then so we had a beautiful day at home, not no, I mean, just together. Um, 
and um things started kind of happening at nighttime okay so by around you know eight o'clock or something seven o'clock I'm already kind of like okay things are I'm moving so I got like really I really wanted the kids to go to sleep like I felt I needed to just kind of really get into my headspace for a moment um and acknowledge that this was like the first time that again I was going into labor this time without my water breaking which was very new and okay babies go to bed I'm starting to just get the feel stronger and stronger and I so I I took myself to bed as well trying to just go and rest and I'm just in labor I'm kind of like I'm already in it you know like I it's like nine o'clock at nine ten o'clock or something and I am already kind of breathing through contraction trying to hold onto the frame of my bed you know kind of like when they're just coming and you're like oh my god like this is coming so I didn't get much rest that night like um I was just in labor and around two or three in the morning I got out of bed and I was just already desperate to get into the water you know um like take me take me take me to water please and because our setup was so basic you know we didn't have like masses of water to use per se um we were trying to just keep the pool as like you know the last moment where you kind of like when you really need that like that relief but in my world I was like I need the relief now I just want to get in the water <laughs> so I called my midwife and she was like um yeah do you think that you need to get in the water do you think that you like you want me to come and things and I was like yeah like I just wanted I just wanted her around you know like I just needed that medical reassurance that the baby was okay because mm-hmm. with Alma, you know, the, we had this whole heart rate thing. Like, I, as, as long as you tell me that the baby's okay, when you feel for just a second and you got the heart rate, and you tell me baby's okay, I can keep going. Baby's yeah. safe. I'm safe. I felt safer than any other time. Just let me know that the baby's safe too. So, you know, off she comes and I had gotten, oh, okay, okay. So, of course, our setup. For the birth pool out in the middle of the night into the mud hut with a camping thing failed. So we're like, oh my God, okay, I don't care. I'm going to use the water of our tank and the thing. I just filled our bathtub and I just got in. And I labored in there for hours, hours and hours. Both Alma and Oli woke up a couple of times in the night and it was really special because Alma like just kept on laying on them on the floor right next to me and don't made her like a little bit so she would just wanted to fall asleep next to me she just didn't not leave my 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 space and only kept on checking in on me and stuff and and the thing for me was that like my midwife was there on like on the living room per se and that's all I needed you know like she wasn't asking me any questions she wasn't like you know like checking me every two minutes she was just a presence that I needed personally to feel safe, you know? So after hours of me, for example, just being in that bath and being like, I could just say, I remember saying to Joe, like, hey, Joe. And she was like, yes, I mean, and I said, like, is everything okay? You know? And she was like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Baby's okay. You're fine. Everything's beautiful. You know? And I was like, okay, still in the other room. 
you know what I mean? Like, but for me, that was just such a sense of like um, support and care and like having the right words, you know, like, you know, when I come back to when we're talking about all this breath, I, I didn't have anybody telling me like, it's okay, your body's doing what it needs to do, especially if it was my first baby, I didn't know what I was supposed to be feeling, you know, like, I didn't have that. So it was very easy for me to just kind of go into the panic mode and be like, oh, what's going on? So for me, that gentle reassurance that my baby was okay and that everything was okay, I was like, okay, I can keep on just being within myself in my dark bathroom with one candle on, you know, going through every wave, just like going through it, going through it. So then eventually, like, um, um, it was, yeah, time to get in the pool. These guys were having to heat up water through, you know, like pots, moving pots through pots through pots, using using every burner that existed within the property to just fill the bird pool. And I was desperate to get out of my bath because it was very small and it's very hard and everything. So I was like, I need to get out. So by the time that I get out, it's um dawn. So again, my um, my waters had not broken yet, and I had to do the walk from you know the house to the mud hut. <laughs> I remember looking at my feet, and they were white. I had spent so many hours in the water; <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> and that walk seemed like an eternity, you know. <laughs> but it was like it was the walk that I needed to do because. At that point, I I broke, you know, like I made it to the top and Dom was there and I cried, I cried, I cried and I voiced out, I'm scared. And that for me was really big. And I remember that also um, when I heard that um, within your own birth video, Christine. Yeah, and that's you were like, I really felt that when you said that because I was yeah. like, scared. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I I I heard that. I kind of just hearing you say that kind of triggered something in me that it was like it is okay for me to voice out if I am scared. Yeah. You know, I don't need to keep that within myself. I don't need to feel that everything's just perfect and bubbles and you know like rainbows and like I I needed to say say it out loud. It's like letting your guard down because I can relate. I, I'm such a strong person all the time and it's like in that moment just even just to, yeah, speak it out loud and be held and just that. It's almost like your inner child coming through. It's like I'm scared. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. And it's okay to just feel that vulnerability and having then you have that these safe people around you that are there to just witness you in that with no judgment and are holding you through that, you know. So I just cried in the arms of like you know my person you know my lover the father of my children that I needed to just think you know like I needed someone to actually hold the weight of my body with my tears and just be like it's okay it's okay you know like and I just like and that was a huge perk you know as I say like that walk from the from the house to the mud hut was the perch that I needed to then just keep going yeah you know and I just getting that water and then you're like oh man <laughs> like the water is like don't ever leave me and the pool is so soft <laughs> and you're like oh, yeah god for this space <laughs> and it's so beautiful and you know like 
yeah, I don't know. I felt like I felt that I could just like keep going, you know, like mm-hmm. and um yeah, so a few hours are in and um I, I I don't know if every woman goes through this or not, but I felt like, you know, kind of like, why is it so hard for me? You know, like why some <laughs> women like seem to have babies so easily and me, me, I'm the only one that has to suffer through this. No, I was so long and it hurts too much. I've seen other women have babies. It doesn't seem to hurt too much, you know, <laughs> fucking unfair. <laughs> like, but yeah, I guess you're trying to just find that escape. A bit, yes. you know? like, or somebody tell me, like, I don't know, which was another thing that, again, like one of the things that I worked through a lot was recognizing that there was nobody here that needed to save me. It's like the victimhood, isn't it? We can easily fall into victim, like save me. Yeah, save me. And Dom took that into real deep consideration. And he was like, I'm going to be really firm, you know, like which he was. Like he was around most of the time with the kids. I was very much really alone with um, Joe in the mud hut. And everybody was just coming and going as they needed. But Dom was just more in charge of the kids. But whenever I did need him, whenever I was kind of like, save me, he was like, no, a very kind of abruptly kind of like, you're doing this, you know, like we're having a baby at home kind of a thing, you know, it's like, because he knew that it was like, I was going to go there at some point, which was normal, but like, I'm not going to be here to tell you kind of like, okay, Romy, let's just, you know, if you feel like we need to go to the hospital and get the epidural, let's go. I'm here to hold ground for you because I believe that you can do this. I know that you're capable of doing this. So I'm going to be this like cold voice a little bit. masculine coming in exactly fully you know and even that at one point I was like you uh, freak in my mind I'm like you bastard you know like (laughs) I wish you were just hacking me and you know doing all the things but it is what I needed it was what I needed it's It's what you asked for exactly it's what I asked for in fact I knew that I did not want to be rescued and I that was a pattern that I have like lived throughout all my life and again through my own birth Mm. I had to be taken out. I had to be rescued. If not, I would not survive, you know? And it's like, okay, uh. that thing had a place. But it's amazing to see how that plays out in your life forever. Totally. Mm. But, I mean, we, all of us that we have done this work with like Jane Harwood Collins and all of the things, like we know that then that's an imprint mm-hmm. and it will follow you in many aspects of your life, you know? And it will come loud and clear when you're having your own babies mm-hmm. so I had to really again do that full deep work within myself to just be like nobody's here doing this for me you know like nobody else can do this for me you know we just want to escape because it gets overwhelming but and like, you are capable you are you're capable yeah. you are capable you don't exactly. need to be saved you don't need to be saved that's right like yeah like it was so big, like like this the work emotionally, spiritually was so big. Mm-hmm. Every all of it, men- mentally, all. physically, everything. Yes. <laughs> and then um um I'm you know laboring really well and he's you know happy as Larry, just like doing his thing. Um had your waters broken yet? No. My water hadn't broken. So that was the next step, okay? So I was at the point where I was like, okay, 
I need to go to the hospital. All I want is just relief, you know, and we'll keep going and stuff. All of the things that women probably just go through. And, you know, luckily, obviously, I have my two beautiful midwives there that I just like, you know, we know that this is not what you want. You know, this is just the moment talking. And um, so, oh, yeah, I, yeah. So then that was the moment where we're like, okay, we can do this if you want to. I'm sure that this is actually really going to help because he, as I say, like we were laboring really well, but he was just not quite kind of coming down, you know? It's like, so I did my own internal check and it was a full finger. And I was like, fuck, you know, it's like, I've been here for hours and I still have a full finger, you know? Like, so we discussed this like briefly um, with my midwife to just like do this um, to break the waters. And uh, um, there was no pressure around it, obviously, because he was fine. There was mm. no need for it, you know. But I made the decision to mm. be like, yeah, I want to do this. If this is going to help, you know, mm. like after all these hours, you know, and again, remember that both of my other labors have been so long. I, I feel that I'm already yeah. exhausted. I have not slept a wink. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, let's do this. So anyway, we just, you know, do it super quick. Back into the pool, maybe an hour later or whatever, um, I check in again and I was like, you know, there, like there's a baby like right there. So like three <laughs> centimeters up. Yeah. 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 But like nothing, you know? So um, you're like, yay. Okay. He, that actually did work, you know, like, yay. And, um, and then labor just like picked up. You know, mm-hmm. like it was like it's coming, it's coming. Contractions mm-hmm. are coming loud and clear and frequent, loud and clear and frequent. Where I'm just like yelling through them, mm-hmm. or have like a, a a towel with me, and I'm like, you know, just biting this thing, just like the first few seconds of the contraction, just like so much power, and then just the voice out, and just like it was just interesting to just like be aware but also how much my body just knew how to kind of like go from that loud voice to just kind of like deep voice in kind of like oh, you know like oh, okay I that baby that. is <laughs> coming down you know so, so the voice is not out pain. anymore yeah yeah like but yeah, but it's like a wave, you know. I mean, for yeah. me, it was like a wave. It was like yes. me in full silence, kind of biting the towel yeah. to then yelling it out to then bringing it back in, you yeah. know. And um, and it went like that on and on. And oh, I remember I feel that in my body uh, now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know that. It's so like, it's like, so primal. It's so primal, man. Nothing yeah. like it. And yeah. me holding the hands of like my midwife. Yeah. You know when you're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Because I must have hurt. Because my hands, man, you're like, I'm sure I would have totally. had to that finger. Like oh, um, I had a hold of the um the comb. I, I did you, yeah. And I just I was squeezing it so much, and then I just ended up just pegging it against the wall. And I was like, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Suddenly you're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You're like, please don't hold this against me. <laughs> you know, because I remember as well when Alma was, I was in labor with Alma. Like at one point, my midwife asked me, kind of like, would you like maybe to get out of the pool, like to move a bit, you know? And I was like, you're fucking insane, you know? I was like, 
sorry. <laughs> that didn't mean I didn't mean to be so harsh, but I was like, don't be insane. Like you're not getting me out of the water. You can't help so, it. You can't so, help it. You just yeah. But there, yeah, there's no judgment whatsoever. Of course, you know that. But when you're in it, you know, um, that's why you need like, yeah. like, like integral birth keepers that just get it and have yeah. done the work on themselves because nothing's mm. taken personally and they just hold space and they get it. Yeah, that's right. And I look, I felt so supported with my yeah. both of my midwives. You know, like I truly, I am the character that values that. Yeah. Um, support that yeah. medical support there yeah but it's so respected like you know I mean like there was so much love and attention within our relationship yeah not just to myself but to all of my family like I really like you know like the relationship that you develop with your midwife is so unique and, and I feel yeah and important yeah and I feel yeah. really I felt really 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 helped Okay, like I have no regrets about both of the mirrors that were there with me. Like, if anything, I'm like, I love them deeply. Yeah. And they helped me both in their own way through it when I was ready to give up, you know, when I was ready to feel this, when I needed to cry, when I needed to scream, you know, they were just there with me through through and through, you know. Yeah. Um, so then yeah, so then um I'm just sitting, I'm, I mean, I'm in the pool and yeah, it's it's happening, you know, it's getting real and I'm feeling all of these new feelings that I never felt with um, Alma's birth, like you can feel the baby moving down your spine, like your, um, your coccyx, you know, everything. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that was surreal. You know, I had to actually go through that and be like, wow, okay, everything's okay. This is like, it's happening. But wow, like I've never held, felt that, you know? Yeah. And then at one point, um, oh, I must I must say this because I want this to be on record because it's like it's so special to me. When I was in labor, deep, yeah. deep in it, I was like on the pool, in the pool, and um at one point, like the kids come in and Ollie comes in and I'm feeling like I need to give up, you know? And I said to Ollie, like, oh my God, mate, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't think I can do this, you know, because I'm trying to have this baby here for him as well, you know, for his experience, for his everything. And he said, it's okay, mommy, you're already doing it. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, like, Oh, like, so, yeah. You know, it's like you don't know how to. I didn't know that's what to so do. Beautiful. I didn't. I I couldn't answer back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so wise. He was so wise, and I was like, "It's all I needed," you know. Yeah. And, so I don't know, it was full just, circle healing and spiraling happening. So much, so much. You know, you have this like really gentle hand just like touching you with no fear with no nothing in him like except like that pure love for his mother and her journey I mean incredible that my seven-year-old had the capacity to hold the space for me like that and be like you are already doing it and that is all you need to be doing Mm -hmm. kind of thing presence 
it was so big for me, you know, and that's why I wanted to come back to that because I want that to be like on record because it was, yeah, one of those things that I just stay with you forever, you know, and I want him to be yeah. in 15 years time. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, so um, I am, yeah, full sensation, full sensation, full contraction. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then um, Lou just goes to the house. They're all, um, both of the kids are in the house and Dom's are there too. And she comes to just tell them kind of like, look, things are moving along really well, you know. So if you hear me kind of like, hey, guys, yelling at you to, for you to come, you come, okay. But when Lou was having a chat with Dom, the kids decided to just kind of come up anyway, to just come and see me, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and here I am just like... Well, lucky they came because baby came out right there. But don't you, know, you it think it's just a natural thing? Because my kids did the same. Really? All of a sudden, they were all, everyone was already around the pool. Yeah. It's like they just knew. They just knew. That's yeah. Exactly. It's like you don't need to tell me when, like the spirits that are holding this space yeah. are telling us, you know, you know how children are way more connected than we yeah. are to this, totally. this realm. They way just more ran out. than us. Yeah, they yeah. just run up and they're all just standing around the bear pool and Dom's there and Lucky there, you know. I just had to, yeah, I'm just there and I'm just pushing and I, Ollie's watching all of this and suddenly there's a head, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe I had done that already. Did it? You know? like, oh my God, like he's actually coming. Like he's actually coming, you know, like, um. It happened so fast. Like, it happened so fast. I mean, from the window, from my waters breaking, I mean, from breaking my water to then, there was only two hours. Um, So head out, and I'm, like, holding his head, and I'm, this is all so surreal, you know? So, like, what the fuck? And I just had to stand up for a second. Um, He had a little bit of a, a, a shoulder kind of, like, a bit, like, stuck, and I was just kind of, like, just there and anyway I just get like that one twitch with my midwife to help me and off he comes you know and I just grab him you know like uh, low because my cord was a little bit like short and I'm just getting the water and I'm just looking at this baby you know like oh my god I'm like oh my god and I just burst into tears and I'm you like all I can say is like oh my god I did it oh my god I did it oh my yeah. god I did it like you know like <laughs> oh my god I did it and I was just crying so much so much crying like so much crying it took me so long to contain my tears back to kind of like properly like look at him and I'm like looking at Oli and Alma just like looking and Dom's crying as well like um it was just such a big family moment you know like mm. oh my god I did it I did it I did it I, I did it you know and I look back and it's like like <laughs> it was so big like, like so, so surreal hey it was so surreal like especially with the journey like, that you've been on it's just like oh my god yeah it was all of those core beliefs all of those projections that were coming just like flashed down the drain and being like oh my god I did it I did it like we did it you know we did it we danced Mm. this together and we did it and like 
<laughs> it was just so amazing. And then, then he was the sun that somehow I always knew was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, born on a beautiful Sunday at midday, you know. At home. Um, at home, surrounded Never. by his family in the water after two freaking cesareans you are bad ass you are so incredible <laughs> i want another baby yes. oh. like, i'm just like i can actually feel the sensations i'm like i want it <laughs> oh my god like so big and like i just get out of the pool and um i didn't need anything you know i just needed to lay down there was a little bit of like a little bit of extra blood, we'll say, but nothing too serious. I just got out and I just laid down and I was shivering a bit, you know. <laughs> just <laughs> shock, exhaustion, all yes. the things. You know, the, the adrenaline just skyrocketing, yeah. you know, like, and um, yeah, it was just so big. And I just wanted, I really wanted the placenta to be birthed. Like, I didn't really mm. want to wait. Like, I felt like I was uncomfortable and, um, a bit of like burning say, sensation and you know as I say the, sh- the cord wasn't very long so I couldn't kind of like fully be playing around with like I'll just want to hold my baby it was like all like I don't know I felt like I was ready for that to end you yeah. know so luckily the placenta was just like it happened really quickly I feel like you I get that feeling home. when it's detached and it's sitting there I feel like you it Uh-oh. seems to be this like feeling Uh-oh. a lot of women Uh-oh. get where you get irritated and yeah, you feel like I'm just done now. Like I'm done. Yeah, I'm and done. I, I feel like, like it all most of the time is when it actually has detached, but it's just sitting in your vagina. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I've got that yeah. feeling with all of mine, and um, I've I've seen so many women have the same feeling. Like something just shifts all of a sudden, and they're like, "I'm done now. I want this yeah. placenta out." <laughs> yes. It's yeah. like I've done the work, I've done the whole thing. You're overwhelmed in tiredness as well. It's like, okay, right now I need this to be finished. And also because it's a part of you that it's like I cannot push anything else out. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Maybe it was enough. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just please just come out. Just be easy. Like um so anyway, yeah, we did that and I have a beautiful bowl made um by a beautiful woman that my sisters from my four seasons journey made for me for when I was having the um Alma mm. to hold her placenta but you know it it didn't happen so this time it did and it was just exactly all of these full circles just coming you know there's a bowl with his placenta just being there and me looking at this organ that has held my baby through all of this and looking at him and looking at this and my body covered in blood and you know, in my beautiful mother with my babies, me, my other two babies, just like there was just so much involved. Everything was so different. Everything was so different and so spectacular. And at the same time, so simple. You know, like I kept on, whenever I had like appointments afterwards with Joe, you know, you know, we're just kind of having a bit of a deep debrief. I'm like, it just feels like I just had a baby. You know, like I know that it's big and I know that it's incredible, especially after two cesareans and everything, but it just felt like the most normal thing ever. 
And I was like, wow, women really do go through this, you know, like every day and every women can do this, you know, like, um, yeah, it was just so freaking magnificent. And I, a, a thing that I just remembered, if I can give a, one thing that worked for me so much to keep going and going and going, whenever you think that you can't keep going, I kept on telling myself, so many women have done this before me, mm. you know? That's one and I kept I on, too. I kept naming women mm. in my mind. And I was like, you know, this and this and this and this. They all have done it before me. You know, it's like you're safe. It's too, like, yeah, you can, you can, you know, just like all of these women, just like all of your ancestors, just like, you know, but having that in my mind really, really helped me push through the hours where it, it got, you know, like you feel that you can't keep going. It's like, yes, you can. All of these women have done it before me. And I felt that's really powerful because I really connects you to like the sisterhood. The, yes. you know, the, all of the women, like, you know, it's like you can have babies, you know, like we have all done it. Don't let anybody tell you different, not even your mind. You know, it's not just about what other people say. It's like, allow the thought of it to come and just release it because yeah. women have done it before you, you know? Yeah, so that was like a mantra. Yeah. 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 I was very similar to that. Yeah. So freaking powerful, you know, because you're in, you're in the birth portal connecting spiritually to all the network of women that you know that have done this before you drawing strengths mm -hmm. drawing strength and you can see yourself in them. They're, they're mirrors so they're like, yeah. like drawing like that the, the, she is me she is yeah. me I'm doing this yeah 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 it's so beyond sacred you know there's nothing quite like it you know like yeah so he was born and it was very beautiful as well to see um Uh, we Dom's mom was on call, okay, in case we needed help with the kids. But we didn't, you know, the kids and Dom were just doing their own thing and blah, blah. And by the time that we called her to tell the news, she thought that we were calling her to kind of like, hey, we're in labor. But it's like, hey, Romy had a baby. <laughs> and she's like, ah, <laughs> like, oh my God, she just finished like work. And um, she came. Which I was totally fine with. Like, you know, I didn't feel kind of like, oh, she'll be imposing on the space. No, like, I wanted, like, you know, she's she's been such a big part of the raising of like my children, you know, and so ready. Like, Dom's mom is so ready when a baby comes, you know, she's like, okay, I got the food, I got the thing, I got the, she took my washing, you know, she's like, mama bear comes in full mode. So she's like, oh my God, can I come and see you guys? And I was like, of course. She comes with this big bouquet of flowers and she had just crossed paths with Joe and Lou on their way out, you know, on the road. So she stopped and they, she had a quick chat with her and it was really special because she said to them, like, thank you for believing in her, you know, and thank you for like holding her through her journey, you know, that she chose. Because, like, my mother-in-law at one point might have been a bit, like, scared. Again, yeah. the two cesareans, home birth thing, you know. But she definitely really wanted to, like, 
like support us and 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 it was valid that she had her own feelings but she never kind of intruded in our choices and you know I again necessarily didn't bring it to topic all the time because it was like my space my birth but she was so on board you know and she was so grateful that you know that I had women supporting my birth that truly believed in me you know because she knew that that had made a big difference, you know, and so she yeah. was. She was all teary with Joe and and Lou, and and eventually came and so happy, you know. You have a grandmother there, just She's like proud of you too, because you're so her daughter proud. in law. So proud, exactly. And then we called Dom's dad, okay, and he, they are all the way, um, like in Lura compared to Springwood, so that's what a forty minute drive or something. And he was so happy. And he wanted to come and see us, obviously, and but he didn't want to intrude if it was too much, you know. And I again, I I felt like, oh my god, no! Like really, my parents-in-law are like a huge part of like my life. Like living in Australia, so far away from my family, you know, they have like they they are my family, and I have an incredible relationship with them both. And I really wanted to give them the opportunity to see this baby super fresh you know like it was right. it was a gift like it was something that I could give them you know I, I never felt that it was kind of like oh oh no you know so like you know don't bring anybody into the space I actually wanted them to have the honor to come into the space you know so when my father-in-law came and arrived like <laughs> so sweet like he was in tears he was completely in tears just like hugging me and being like oh. like like you did it, you know, like he was so, so happy that I had met, like completed the circle and that I, I had really gotten the birth that I had dreamt of, you know, um, there was just so much love in the room, you know, it was like so, so, so special and like, <laughs> I don't know, there was just so, so, so much magic, um, stardust happening, you know, because, um, so I say like they have been a huge part of like, raising my my children and they know how much I wanted this you know they know how much like Dom wanted this you know like so having them there coming to just like meet him it was just like we have completed the circle all together as a family you know um, it was just so beautiful like I just yeah like, I can feel that I can feel it but, yeah, I was like, you know how it is like, there's something about it that is so special for someone to have someone really say to you, like, you did it. Like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so freaking proud of you. And even if I wouldn't have done it and I ended up having to go to hospital and have to say, I know they're proud of me regardless. You know, they're not kind of like holding a grudge on me if I didn't, you know, but they were just so proud that I got it. Yeah. Because it was what I wanted, you know, yeah. I wanted it so badly, you know, like I wanted this for myself, for my family, for my husband, like, you know, like it didn't, it wasn't for anybody else. It mm. wasn't to prove anything to anybody else. You know? oh, it was yeah. me, me, I can do this. And I have now, even that both of my first babies have had very different experiences, even that Alma in her own subconscious for example has her own birth journey she has now seen 
Yes. What yeah. women can do. Yes. You know? And my son has seen that too. You know, it's like my mom left this other time and I remember that and it was big for me, but I have seen what is possible. And I have seen a woman in her full power roaring a baby out, yelling, okay? Like this was no peaceful, quiet breath. I was just like, ah, ah, like, you know, yelling. But in power, mm-hmm. they have both seen that. They have a different story as well now. You know, like, totally. I mean, Alma can walk about now. It's like, my baby, my mom pushed a baby out of her vagina <laughs> to yeah. the stranger in the supermarket. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what she knows. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, hi. Yeah, that's me. Yes, like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, so important oh, for our kids to see that. Like, yeah. Know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, no hiding, no hiding. You know, it's like, yeah, it was hard. It was full on and it was, all the things but it was also beautiful and supported and normal it's human you know? like so it's human. Like, human it's human and like you know like messy and and beautiful yeah. connecting and yeah no more perfect. hiding this about like how i suppose mm. women's having babies just in hospitals no this is how women give birth yeah in full mm. power you know like yeah so it was, it's just, everything has been such an incredible experience. And I'm really since having him, them, oh gosh, so many things have fallen into place and so much deeper work still continually happening. It didn't stop at birth. It's like the woman of the family mm-hmm. too. Like we know what needs to be done for our family to go stronger. Yeah. No, we know, we know, like that's that's our role. Like we keep, we have our home and we have our children and we take care and we nurture and that's just our role. So it's like we know that this piece of the puzzle of having this baby at home and and mm. how we want to, it's like really essential for our growth. Like it activates, it activates yeah. something. So when yeah. it happens, it's like yeah, like I'm pr- mm-hmm. like of course that's such a proud moment, like. Mm. You know, because you, you you did work so hard for, it and you mm. knew that, that was what you needed and what the family needed too. Yeah, so much yeah. healing, not just for you, but for your kids, for your yeah. husband, like so you know. much healing, so much healing, so much, so much healing done from my own stories. You know, and just again, yeah. it's like you have that core belief that maybe you're not capable of, you can't do it, or all this fear instilled, and it's like I managed to clear all that. To just mm-hmm. fully be within my own power mm-hmm. and be like, I am like, I am capable of doing this. I yeah. can do this, you know. I just needed, needed the other two journeys maybe to unfold as they did in order to for me to be here today, you know. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. Oli and Alma had their own story, you know, and that is okay. Yeah. And every day, like, you know. You become a better person through the stories that you learn. Totally. And like, you know, the 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 work just keeps going forever. You know, that's the thing as well. I feel about birth in however way you do it, but then especially when you finally, let's say, like myself, manage to have a baby at home naturally, it's like the work doesn't stop there. No. Suddenly you have expanded into all like it's it's like they see, even that there's more work there's more work to be done it's like okay hold on whoa <laughs> yes yeah, it, i feel like it's like the beginning again we talk yeah. about that all the time don't we christy yeah. it's like, like once that know. veil's lifted you're like fuck 
there's more. Yeah, and exactly. you can't like, unsee oh. stuff now. You're like, I'm so conscious. Yeah. I'm so awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the relationship that I feel I have with him now, it's like, oh, it's just so beyond the words. Like I have, you know, it's like, I'm not saying in no way that I don't have a very powerful and beautiful connection with my other two children. But there's something that we have done together that I'm yeah. so eternally grateful for that the only thing that I can feel for him is like this deep sense of gratitude and love yeah. and like like oh, the power that we hold together, you know, that mother yeah. and child bond is yeah. like, like it's so big, you know, and like I would like to say also like I, I was chatting with a friend not long ago and we were talking about this destiny thing, you know, how sometimes maybe actually like it's already written. The story is already written. Um, quite a few years ago, I had a regression done with one of my teachers from the school. Yeah. And I went through my own labor, okay? my yeah. own labor. And I saw my whole labor and how much I was in a state of just completely, just, I had just given myself. Okay, like I couldn't fight the battle anymore. Okay, so I saw myself in a tiny newborn baby body, given arms flopped, being passed from hand to hand, doctor to doctor, and the really bright lights, you know, and just kind of being like, well, I've done everything I could. Now it's up to you if you save my life or not. Mm -hmm. And I went from there to a past life further down. And this is such a like, I mean, it only it only clicked really when I was having this conversation with this friend before a couple of weeks ago. I had this past life vision where I am in this ancient city that I don't know where it is. Like I can't place it, but ancient kind of cobblestone floors, you know, sandstone walls kind of a thing. And I'm running, running, running. Someone's chasing me. And I'm running. And at one point I see this child that I can't see his face. You know, and I have, and I instantly felt like safe. And this child is just like, you know, doing like this from behind, you know, so I can, I can only see him from behind. And he's like, follow me, follow me, follow me. So he's guiding me somewhere. And I'm just following this child and I'm following him down this really big set of stone like steps all the way down. And I can see this massive forest. And I keep going, 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 always kind of looking behind me that somebody's chasing me. And I get into this forest and it's dark, you know, kind of like, imagine kind of this very avatar thing where like I have like this, there was this white silks hanging from all of these trees and stuff. And they're kind of glimmering, you know, very kind of avatar like movie. And I'm just pushing through these veils to follow this child that I can't see until I reach a point that he stops and turns around and comes into my arms. And when I look back at that, I mean, like, you know, there's more to the story, I guess, but like when I was having this conversation with this friend about like the destiny and stuff, and I was like, fuck man, like that was him. Mm. That was him because it was like this person that was chasing me was not necessarily someone in particular but it was that fear of like, oh, there's another baby coming or like, you know, it's like, oh, how could you do this? You know, it's like the fear that exists within this bigger scope and be like, run away from that. I wanted to run away from that. You know, I was like, don't, 
like I don't want to believe that because I have my own story you know like I want to have more babies I want to have a bigger family this was the fear of like I don't know that society or whatever it is you know Mm. like trying to take me you know what in truth what was what was guiding me was love you know there was like no, no, when no, you I'll go downstairs um that's going down into your underworld too exactly like going down Fully. into that that underworld to fully to your into your shadow almost like to absolutely like, absolutely uh, and there's this like yeah. these curtains you know full of like veils kind of veils veils you know and yeah. i'm just pushing through them to find yeah. what yeah. a baby yeah, you know, a child, you know, that it's like, don't worry, like, I am what you need, you know, like, so it was just so powerful to be like, oh, fuck, like, you know, you were meant to come because the yeah. story was already written, you know, like the fear comes from other things, you know, but in truth, you know, that like, you have everything in your power to raise your babies, to birth your babies, to be the mother that you want to be, that you know that your children need it have you ever read the book the alchemist no i haven't actually you need to read it you You will love it so much because the whole moral moral, you could get an audio because the whole moral of the story is it is written Mm. like and it goes on a real like um story with lots of symbolism and Mm. it just honestly like your story reminds me of that book Mm, that's really good. beautiful. I'm, I should then read it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a really yeah. beautiful book. Yeah, and then he's here. You know, you like, oh, oh man, my Aww. baby, my baby. You know, we did it. It's just like you did it. The he's best. here. He's here. And I know. I remember seeing it on Instagram and just going, "Fucking, she did it." She <laughs> and I didn't even know your story. Like, but I just, <laughs> yeah. just little bits of it. I, I, I yeah. um. But yeah, it was. I think we all, when we seen um, him, we all just felt that for you. Mm. Like, yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and sharing oh, your sacred, thank so, you so much. special, special story. Like, yeah, that was so cup filling to hear. No, I'm so, I'm so honored, like, to even be you know invited to like share a story because like like really I really hope that this you know our conversation and the story of my own you know birth inspires more women or gives them gives them the glimpse of hope maybe that they need to know that it is possible yeah you know that you have everything that you need in order to do this yeah um just trust yourself and like if you're going through you know like myself or you're finding yourself midwives because that is the way that you um you know feel safe and stuff then find the right person to care for you you know that fully validates you that fully feeds you and that is there for you through like you know unconditionally like you will you will 100 you know like you can't do it you can't do it you know like don't let anybody tell you that you can't you know i'm i'm the example that it is possible you know that your body is capable of doing that so do you do you find a correlation between this like this amazing beautiful journey and you know identifying your core beliefs and birthing your baby with your business journey 
100%. I feel that like there's nothing greater in this life, in my opinion, really, than being a mother. Mm -hmm. And I want to be a mother that is fully here. Mm. Even on the darkest days where, you know, sometimes mothering can be like really full on mm. and you're tired and you're triggered. It's like, it's still where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So if I can do whatever I can to not miss that, then I will. You mm. know? And having the capacity to, for example, exactly, having a baby at home off grid after two cesareans. Like if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah, mm. and I will do anything, and I will do anything in my power to birth my babies, to raise my babies. You know, to like be the family, like you know, like create the essence in the family that I want to have, that I want to honor. Like, like I feel really like I, I am. Um, like many, many, many years ago, when I first moved to Australia, I feel like. I I have good relationships like within my own family, but there's a lot of like um, stories that I don't want to repeat, and I have mm. very much practice that you know like I'm this is my family, you know I am rewriting the story for my mm. family in all the ways that I possibly can, you mm. know, um, and I like. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I would actually really love, like, if you were keen to get you back on at one point to like go into this because I mm. really, I, I really enjoy. I can resonate with your journey. I mean, I feel like we all can because it's like, for me, I'm witnessing. It's just, it's not even just a reclamation of birth because it's all connected, but it's a reclamation in just mothering, like it's the mother revolution, and like integrating business and making money like and you know healing the sisterhood and all you know we're we're all supporting Mm. each other Mm. and um not having just you know that nine to five like work like a dog like leave your kids all the rest of it like all that competition thing that we have with other women where it's like a scarcity mindset it's like but there's actually so much for all of us and totally that that story is bullshit and yeah. that's actually created to like pegging women against one another. Yeah. Like there's only yeah. room for one of us at the top kind of thing was created yeah. by the patriarchy. So it's like we're rewriting that. Like we all can mm. thrive and make money and be present mothers and like support one another. And yeah, how amazing 100%. that. Yeah. 100%. Especially in the time and age that we live today, you know, it's mm. like maybe. You know, many years ago, it would have been a bit harder. You know, the possibilities oh, weren't there for women as much. So but now it's like, it's so, there's so many yeah. options. So now many like, portals and so much can, amazing technology. Exactly. You, yeah. you, well, you just choose one and just run with it, you know? And so, yeah. so like, um, yeah, yeah. But I again, it's again. the core beliefs that we, it's the, that's mm. why I really, I really enjoy watching you and Karuna and Meredith and everyone, I, I enjoy it because like I re I like I also know with Lucy, like we've had to mm. had to mm. we've had some uncomfortable moments mm. of being seen and putting yourself mm. out and feeling like a fuckhead sometimes and then all these things and then all this stuff. And it's like you're actually moving through so much programming with that. Mm. Yeah. So when I see yeah. other women do it, I see them and I'm like, that's hard. 
Yeah, it's hard. And I, mm. see, that's why I said it at the start of this podcast. I'm like, I see you. Mm. I see Meredith. I see, I mm. see it. And I'm like, whoa, I love that. Mm. Like, smashing that yeah. conditioning, smashing those core beliefs. Oh, like it's like it's so writing a story. Yeah. Showing yeah, up. Thank you. Mm, it's just like yeah, because online. it's, because it's pa- it look it's powerful because it's like even that I'm I I am doing it. Let's say whatever you know that that it can be. You know, I still have to face the things, and I Boy. still have to just be able to like wake up every the morning and be like, okay, I am gonna keep going, even yes. with the fear, even with the judgment, even with the thing. And that's not easy. And some days you <laughs> might want to give up, and sometimes you might just want to hide. But then you just mothers. Especially mm. mothers, really, but women, but especially mothers have this like innate capacity to then just be like, okay, hold on, no, because I have a bigger responsibility and yeah. I want the life. You have to, to show up. Yeah. If I have, you do. have to show up, they know that you have to show and up. Sort of, and I'm creating a different life for them. That you same know? mentality like, of like in labor, like, yeah. Like I, I have yeah. to keep going. I've got yeah. like the only way out is through. Like you know? exactly. Exactly. Um, and believing yeah. that your body is capable of birth and even though there's so much fear, it's like working through the fears. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, anyway, that was just that. such an amazing – oh, got that's all right. I'm sorry, hold all on. All good? I'm Phone just – call coming through the computer? So yeah, that's right. All good. Oh, my um, God. So sorry, sorry, this – this was such an amazing conversation to have. I feel so like lit up and inspired and um, yeah, honored that you would come on our space and share. And so, yeah, if people want to connect with you, do you want to let everyone know the best way where they can find um, you? Yeah, I guess my social media, like the, um, the way that I connect most with people is through my yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So maybe you guys can put it in the show notes or so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, happy to chat about anything, you know, like as I said, like, um, I think I spoke, I told you this, Lucy, like, you know, a while back in one of our circles when I was just like so moved when um, people were reaching out to me to just kind of say like, oh my God, so inspiring. I've had a cesarean and I want to have a home birth mm. and stuff, you know, like, like it is such an honor for me to just be someone that can create, that can have that ripple effect in yeah. other women you know so it's like if somebody ever wants to like reach out to just have a conversation on what it yeah on, on anything anything related birth or business and motherhood it's like you know we're we're opening the portal as we say so to, to heal the yes. sisterhood and that comes in every component of our lives you yes. know mothering mothering in all of its components you know financially mm. spiritually emotionally you know, in the birth world, everything. You know? I so, feel like yeah. if we've if we've traversed that terrain and we've um overcome something, right? So like, you know, we've all been there. I feel like I'm. Mean, this is how I look at the world. It's like we have then a duty to help other women, like mm. overcome that. So now we have a duty mm. and to pay it forward. It doesn't have to look like this professional. Mm. If someone just messages you and says, hey, it's like that's our duty to pass that wisdom on, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. But I'm Thanks. so honoured that you guys invited me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get you back on. I know. Part two. Yeah, there's so much yeah, to talk about. Yeah, because you're my about. friends as well. You know, you're like friends. And you <laughs> feel so like, it's like, oh, my God, yay. Just, well, that's why it's so easy to come so on. Love. 
it's just like yeah. we're having a chat. Like yeah, that's right. You know, it's not. It's just we're just three mums having it happening. Having, having a yarn. chat. Yeah, to be right. continued, I think. There's definitely yeah, going to cool. be more parts to this convo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get into the motherhood slash business. Like, same. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it because that's big, big work too. And it's what yeah. we like. We, we don't want to go to work. <laughs> like, I mean, work. Like, we want to. Yeah. Like, the nine to five. Yeah. How can we like start like networking with each other and conversing? So we it becomes the norm and we break that program of integrating business into motherhood and then supporting yeah. each other and keeping that alive, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm here yeah. for it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. We are doing We're already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Romy. Yeah, thanks, guys.